Welcome to today's Church Central podcast. We're a family of churches across Birmingham. To find out more, head to churchcentral.org.uk. So wouldn't you like to see someone's life changed by them knowing Jesus and know you had a part to play in it? Last year in September, we started looking at the book of Colossians. And I asked you the question, what is the gospel? And someone answered by quoting Paul's words from the Bible. They said, it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Now, Paul, he knew personally that the gospel was powerful because it has so radically changed his life. And that's why he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Now today, I want to introduce you to a new guest speaker. His name is Douglas, and he's been invited along to tell you his experience about sharing the gospel. Take it away, Douglas. So to help us in this task, we're going to look at Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 to 6, and see Paul's top tips about talking to people about Jesus. Because how else will the good news be communicated? How else will a person's life be transformed by God's power? There's a bookmark here. Children, if you can look at the bookmark. Anyone that's under 16, say, look at the bookmark. There's some bookmarkers on the table over there by Isla about today's talk. The trouble is they're a bit black and white. And they need some colour. They need livening up. So would you colour in both sides? If you finish it, I've got a laminator. It'll cover it and protect them and keep them. And if you want to do more than one, you can do more than one. That's fine. Give one away, maybe. If you, There's some pencils over there. Just colour them in and they're yours. Okay? Now, in Matthew 28, verse 19, Jesus tells us to go and make disciples. This involves talking about him. Being a Christian means that you've been specifically chosen by God for this reason. God's way is to work in partnership with us. And clearly, as seen in verse 20, when Jesus says, and surely I am with you to the very end of the age. The matter of sharing our faith today is no different to what Christians faced in the first century. We know from the Bible that Paul and all the disciples of Jesus faced opposition. They faced opposition from both religious people and non-religious people. It's the same today. If we share Jesus, we will face opposition. So let's look at Colossians chapter 4, 2 to 6, and see Paul's top tips. And I've invited Jonah to come up and read that for us. Come on, Jonah. Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6, an encouragement for prayer 
Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Pray for us too that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I'm here in chains. I pray that you will proclaim this message as clearly as I should. Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Thank you, Jonah. That was brilliant. Well done. Verse 2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Prayer is our work. Basically, pray, 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 and pray again. Keep on praying. Devote yourself to it. Build it into your life, because without prayer, nothing will change in us or in the people we talk to. Change is a really slow process, and we're impatient. When you pray and the situation doesn't change, it feels like your words just haven't made any difference. For example, Jan and I have been waiting for reconciliation with our eldest son. It's taken 14 years and lots of prayer from ourselves and other people. And this year we spent a day together. It ended with a hug and he sent us a text on Christmas Day. It's been a long, slow process, but with God's help, we're getting there. So don't give up. We need faith. Put our trust in God's word. Remember the prophecy of Joel. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And in Hebrews 4, it says God's word is living and active. In Isaiah 55, it says, God's word will not return to him empty, but will accomplish what he desires. By ourselves, we are powerless to save anyone, but God is always at work, and with God, all things are possible. Therefore, pray for your families, pray for your friends, your colleagues at work, or at school or college. Pray for your bosses, pray for your neighbours, even the people you don't know you're going to even meet today. Pray for them to know Jesus. Owen talked about revival. What's the key to revival? Revival. It's where people are made aware of who God is and their own sin. And they have an overwhelming desire to be saved. Well, every revival starts with prayer. I'm convinced that if we pray and keep praying, God will act. He will change us and the people that we're praying for. There's a quote from Tim Keller that talks about prayer. And it says, prayer turns theology into experience. Through it, we sense his presence and receive his joy, his love, his peace, and confidence, and thereby we are changed in attitude, behavior, and character. 
What do you think our attitude in prayer should be? In verse 2, Paul said, be watchful and thankful. I think being watchful means remain alert, be on your guard and keep humble. Remember, we have an enemy who is always against us. His approach is very subtle. Pride and complacency will stop us being effective in God's kingdom. As it says in 1 Peter 5, God opposes the proud but shows grace to the humble. And a famous preacher, John Piper, once said that humility is confidence properly placed in God. We'll remain humble if we know who God is, know our position before him, and we put all our trust in God. And as Paul said, remain thankful to God for saving you. Always remain thankful. Don't become complacent. If Paul, who was one of the greatest evangelists of all time, relied on prayer, then we should too. When we sincerely seek God's help and regularly pray for people to know Jesus as their Saviour and Lord, God will act. He is building his kingdom. Look at what Paul said in verse 3. Pray for us that God may open a door for our message. Opening doors is God's work. He's the only one that can make people receptive to what we say. God opens a door that allows the good news of Jesus to come in and then it has an effect on us to change us from the inside out. This is the power of God that Paul was talking about. Ezekiel 36 describes this change, this effect, as giving us a new heart and a new spirit. And as Jesus said, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. We are now born again. We are alive to Christ. The old sinful ways, they lose their appeal and we become dead to its power. This is the rebirth and abundant life that Jesus talked about. How exciting is it? Speaking the gospel, well, that's our work. So we need to be active. Tell people what Jesus has done. Colossians verses 4, verses 3 and 4 go on to say, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Each time we speak about Jesus, we'll need a different approach. One that's tailored to the conversation. But it's like riding a bike. The more you do it, the easier it'll be. How do you do this? Paul answers the question in verses 5 and 6, and I'll paraphrase it. Be wise. Look for chances to talk about Jesus. Make the most of every opportunity. Don't be inconsiderate but speak gracefully with love. Keep praying, asking God to open a door. Ask other people to pray to. Listen to what people are saying and just drop a story about Jesus into that conversation. There'll be a suitable moment. You've prayed for it. This might open the discussion further. Keep 
going, the power of the gospel will win through. It took two years of persistence from a work colleague, patiently drip-feeding Jesus whenever he could until God opened the door in my heart and eventually I became a Christian. Jesus, like in a relay race, Jesus has passed the baton onto us to continue the, doing the same things he did until he comes again. And he has given us the Holy Spirit to help us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul calls us Christ's ambassadors. Jana, what's an ambassador? Yeah, exactly right. Thank you, Jana. Do you realize that if you're a Christian, you are an ambassador of Christ, you are an official representative of Jesus, specifically called by him to speak on his behalf on earth. This is your job until he returns. So whatever you do, whether you're a doctor, a nurse, a care worker, a teacher, an engineer, a project manager, a mum or a dad at home, a student at college, a child at school, or someone who's retired, no matter what you do, your primary job and official title is Ambassador of Christ. What a privilege and responsibility. How we live and what we say to people is important. We represent Christ to this world. We are his body. Therefore, be prepared. Know the stories of Jesus and why you believe them to be the truth. Know your story, how you came to faith in Christ and how you experience his presence every day. Pass this good news on. Remember Paul's top tips. Pray, and that's continually, not just once. Pray that God opens a door. Share that good news of Jesus. So, let's start it off now. We all know someone who needs to know Jesus. Pray that God will unlock their hearts. Also, pray that you'll be bold and prepared to make the most of every opportunity to talk about Jesus. Now let's get into groups, or if you want to, just stay by yourself. Just to remind you of what I'd like you to do is, you know somebody that needs to know Jesus. Pray that Jesus... Pray that God will unlock their hearts. Also, pray that you will be bold and prepared to make the most of every opportunity to tell them about him. Go for it.